0: Hey guys, what's up? It is Ali, your host and coach on the Ali McGee podcast. I hope everyone is having an excellent Tuesday. We're back with another wonderfully zen episode today. I'm really excited about this. Um, before we kind of jump into what the episode is about, I would love to read a quick review that was dropped by one of our listeners, Mojo underscore DPT. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. She said, Allie is so sweet and brings up some really great points and ideas. She has some seriously amazing guests as well. This podcast is very inspirational for anyone who wants to make a positive change in the way they approach their life. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the kind words. I'm working really hard to get experts in their industry, bring them on the show, and pick their brains so that others can learn from them as well. So thank you for the review, and if you haven't already subscribed to the show, please be sure to do so. And then if you're feeling super generous... Feel free to drop a review, and who knows, I might shout you out on the show. (laughs) So without further ado, let's jump into episode number 44, Master Your Mindfulness with Ashlyn Coronado. Ashlyn recently graduated with her degree in Justice Studies from Arizona State University. She was introduced to mindfulness through one of her courses while completing her undergraduate degree, which surprisingly gave her the tools that she needed to manage her mental health throughout college. She has always had a passion for helping others and practicing mindfulness, and has now since merged the two together in her new business, Mindfully Ash. You'll learn all about her business during this episode, and I'm super pumped to share everything that she has to offer. So we'll see you on the other side. Stay tuned. You're in for an awesome episode. Hey guys, what's up? It is Allie on the Allie McGee podcast, and I am here with Miss Ashlyn Coronado to chat all things mindfulness today. I am super pumped because we got um, connected through our mutual friend, Kenzie, and so I just love when people connect each other when they are kind of working on the same type of thing and they're like, Hey, I think I might, you might be good and like connect. Um, So Mm -hmm. I love when people do that because then we can just kind of connect, collab and learn from each other. So I'm Mm -hmm. super pumped to bring Ashlyn on the show and chat and learn more about her craft of mindfulness because she's got a lot of great things going on. So thanks
1: so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So very grateful for you to reach out and to have this opportunity. Uh, I
0: love Thank it. You. I love it. I'm <laughs> I'm so grateful. I'm excited to learn from you, pick your brain, and kind of hear about um, how you got to where you are today because you've been practicing mindfulness for um, a few years. Can you kind of... Yeah. Um, let's go into like a little bit of your background and where you went to school and then kind of jump into how you got into mindfulness because Mm -hmm. a lot of people, you don't really like end up there. It's like usually something to it. So I'd love to hear.
1: Totally. So they kind of go hand in hand. Um, I recently graduated from ASU last May and I actually got my degree in justice studies, which is completely separate Um, But growing up, I had a passion to help others, and I really wanted to be a lawyer, so I thought. Um, So I kind of pursued that throughout college, and I actually worked for a law firm for two years. And I had an internship at a different law firm in college as well. So going through that, I realized that that wasn't really for me. I didn't want to be a lawyer. Um, and I just didn't really interest me anymore. So then I was like, okay, I don't know what to do now. Like, what am I supposed to do for my career? You know, just kind of feeling lost. Um, so let's see, I think it was like my sophomore year of college, I had to take a stress management class. So I was like, oh, cool. This will be super easy, you know, straight day, whatever, easy class. And it was actually a whole mindfulness class. And I had no clue what that even was. I've never even heard of mindfulness. I was like, all right, I'll just take it and see how it goes. And so actually during that time, the same year, um, I started having really bad anxiety, kind of came out of nowhere, really bad, um, always anxious, and had like depression and stuff like that throughout that year. So it was a really tough year for me and I've never experienced it. I didn't know like how to kind of control it and work with it. And so it was actually perfect timing that I took this class. And so going through the class, we had to do like meditation, yoga, different stuff like that, learning about like mindful eating and different benefits of mindfulness. So that definitely caught my attention. And throughout practicing, I actually started noticing like my anxiety was way less and I could control it better. So that kind of sparked my passion for mindfulness because I realized just how much it helped me. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, it's actually a lot easier than I thought and being consistent is good. So I got really into like meditation and yoga and it just kind of helped me calm down and help me be more compassionate towards others and myself and just a lot happier and so that's kind of where it started where I realized you know I really want to teach other people about mindfulness and I feel like not a lot of people knew about it so that's kind of where it all started. Oh yeah. my <laughs> gosh <Yeah>.
0: I'm <laughs> loving this I think far too yeah. often do people's like pain points which you know, we suffer from for usually far too long before we get help, like anxiety, depression, anything in mental health, really. And then it becomes our, it fuels our purpose and our passion. Um, I think that's when you know you're on the right track because for a lot of people, you know exactly how to help them because you have felt that way. And like, I mean, I too have had crippling anxiety where it's like, you feel like an elephant is on your chest or even dips of in depression of like, I can't even get myself out of bed. So I think it's important that you have been there, but then you also now have these amazing tools to consistently use to get you almost to like the best version of yourself every single day.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, yeah. I think for a lot of people in their early twenties, anxiety and depression can kind of start to manifest too uh, during the college years when you're young, but you're also supposed to figure out what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. Yeah, uh, so, so, like. Stressful. Yeah, it's stressful and Definitely. there's a huge financial price tag usually on it because mm-hmm. you're taking these college courses that are thousands of dollars and then you mm-hmm. have to also like decide quickly. Otherwise you fall behind and you won't graduate mm-hmm. on time. There's all these things along yeah. with, I think, huge transitions in just like life. Like you go from usually living mm-hmm. at home with your parents to, you know, either living in a college dorm or having your own apartment mm-hmm. for the first time and really just kind of like starting to grow up in terms of, yeah. you know, early adulthood definitely. and then trying to deal mm-hmm. with like the loose lax structure of college and figuring out and navigating mm-hmm. those waters. It can be a lot. Yeah, definitely. And, and then did you feel a lot of pressure when you started to realize you're like, oh crap, this major is
1: not <laughs> for me or like. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did. Um, I Honestly, I realized my senior year okay (laughs) which is totally fine um honestly I know a lot of jobs like they just want you to have that piece of paper you know as long as you have the education it really doesn't matter yeah it doesn't really matter unless it's like a specific path like doctor or therapist something like that then obviously you need something more specific and have to follow that path but I felt like for my major it was very broad, which was good. learned about so many different types of justice, which I still am passionate about, um, but I just decided not to pursue that as a career, but I mean still having that knowledge is good, so definitely opened up my mind a lot. Yeah, I love that, and I think
0: No education is bad education. So I think it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, we can be grateful for all the classes that we've taken and all of the things that we've learned because you've become a different person in the process. But you can also be grateful that you're like, okay, I figured out maybe what I don't want to do for a living, but it doesn't have to be totally out of your life. It can still be a passion project or something like that. Like you can still always go back to it, but I think truly finding a career that, makes you happy and brings you joy is everything because for a lot of us, like our career is everything. And we're spending so much of our time at work. Like you have to love it. Mm-hmm. You can't drive going yeah, into work.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. I think for me this past year, I definitely realized, um, Work like you really have to do something that makes you happy, Mm. so that's really been what I've learned this year is just to do what makes me happy, even if. Um, I actually recently quit my job this year, that so I was a case manager for about a year for people with serious mental illness, and and, you know, with my past, with my own like anxiety and depression, I was like, oh, I can help these people too, kind of like what I was feeling. during college and yeah that got stressful real quick. (laughs) Um I had a caseload of like sixty five people. Oh
0: my gosh. And
1: it was just too much for me. It caused me really bad anxiety and it was just overload. So I wasn't happy anymore. So I made the decision to quit and honestly it was the best decision ever. So I feel so much happier, so much lighter and i definitely think it was the right decision it was hard and i was really scared because i didn't have a new job lined up right away um but it's given me a lot of time to focus on this business and on mindfully ash so i definitely think it was the right choice i am happy about it
0: 100 percent i think you can't stay at a job if you are unhappy or it's um affecting your mental health, your physical health, everything. It's all interconnected. So I think you have to do what's best for you and and stand firm with your boundaries of like no, this is no longer serving me and be able to walk away from it because at the end of the day, it is just a job. It doesn't necessarily define you. I think I went through a very similar problem of I was working in healthcare and I was just seeing a zillion patients a day. And it was too stressful for me. It was too much. I could not do it. And it was so hard for me to quit because it was my first job out of college. I had worked there for like three plus years. And I felt like a failure if I walked away from it. But at the end of the day, like, was a job going anywhere for me? Like, not really. And I was just kind of taking on people's um, too much stuff from other people. And I couldn't set good boundaries. So it was... You have to do what's best for you. And I think even though it's hard in the moment, it will be, it'll pay off like tenfold, you know, uh, in the long run. So I love that you took that, you know, that leap of faith and you just, you had to quit and, you know, start your own venture, which I'm excited to. We'll get into that later in the show, um, but let's chat mindfulness so we know what the heck we will talk about. You know for your company later. So what does um mindfulness mean to you?
1: Um mindfulness really just means being present and kind of just being like aware of your emotions and how you're feeling, how your body is feeling, being in the present moment and just kind of noticing your surroundings all without judgment. So just kind of noticing that they're there, you know, and accepting it. So
0: that's what it is to me. I love that. I think when I had my worst bits of anxiety, I would be worrying about what's happening in the future or what happened in the past or how I reacted or all these things. And I would be so hard on myself. I couldn't even be present for like a second. It was, it was crazy. So I love your definition of mindfulness. Um, I think in this world too today, it's so digital. We have so many distractions too. It's hard to be present in the moment. It is, yeah. So how do you, I guess, how do you um, stay present in the moment is kind of what I'm getting at. Do you like carve out time to be like, you know, practice mindfulness every day or, you know, meditate? Okay. Mm -hmm,
1: Definitely. Yeah. I try to take um, at least like five to 10 minutes per day do like well for if i was going to do yoga i would do like 20 minute video whatever i was feeling really um or like five minute meditation one of my favorite apps like for guided meditations is called simple habit so i actually use that like every day it's free they have like so many different meditations for like sleep big event like what you name it so i really love that um and, yeah, I think recently, like, if I do get anxious or, you know, feeling angry or sad or whatever, I definitely am able to kind of notice it better and, you know, just like okay, I notice I'm feeling, like, angry. Like, how do I want to react to this? Like, why am I feeling this way, you know? So it's really good to kind of reflect on that. So. Mm, I
0: love that. And I feel like because you've practiced so much like mindfulness, you're now able to, um, acknowledge your emotions, um, and choose how you react versus react. And then, you know, be like, Oh, I shouldn't have reacted that way. And like change your reaction. Yeah. Cause I have noticed, like, I used to be very snappy at people in the past just because, like – Me too. You know, it's how I was, you know, either my, like, inner child that was Mm -hmm. never healed was always like that. Yeah. Or I would be on edge or irritable because of, you know, I just got so many things going on up here that that's just, like, my instant response. And so now with, you know, after practicing some meditation for a while, you finally are able to, like – let it come in and then just like breathe for a second and then choose how you respond versus like an automatic response which isn't always pretty. Yeah
1: definitely yeah I've, I've noticed that too a lot like like you said like in high school and like growing up I was so reactive like I noticed I was really negative but I was like oh like of course this is happening to me you know just like being so negative and not even realizing it and then like looking back I'm like oh my god like I was so negative growing up and like like it's complete 180 I mean of course I still have days like that like normal with human whatever um but it's good to have those tools you know Mm, I love
0: that um, okay, so jump, kind of jumping into mindful tools, what does like a mindful practice look like for you? I you mentioned the uh, meditation app, and then yoga. Um, do you kind of do any like breathing exercises, or what kind of other tools do you have in your tool belt?
1: Definitely. Um, there's a lot of different exercises. There's one called the four seven eight breath. That one I like to do. Where um, you inhale for four seconds, and then you hold it for seven. And then you exhale for eight seconds. So doing that like five times or so, it'll really kind of calm me down. Um, If I'm feeling anxious or nervous or whatever, that's a really great tool to use. And then just like normal deep breathing as well is really helpful. Just kind of noticing your stomach like get bigger and your chest rising with like each inhale and then lowering with each exhale. So that could be really grounding as well.
0: Mm, I love that. I th- I think breathing should be taught in school.
1: Totally. Yeah. Like that would have been so helpful, like in high school.
0: Yeah. Honestly, one hundred percent. Because helpful. also, like, I always dealt with like body image issues, so it was like it I would is, barely uh, be breathing. And like taking these little tiny sips of breath because I'm like, oh, I don't want my mm-hmm. stomach to hang out or like whatever. And it's like, yeah, oh, girl, get some air, like you need I it. I know. <laughs> like,
1: take a breath. Come on, relax.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I think the only time that I was ever introduced to breathing was in choir, but that was like okay. seventh grade. But yeah. um, you know, for like a split mm-hmm. second, but it was never introduced into my life besides that until like now when I'm 25, you know. Um, I love that. Um, so what are the benefits of practicing mindfulness daily? I know I've had some people who are like, "Oh, I'll meditate for an hour on like Sunday. And then like, they won't come back mm-hmm. to it until like the next Sunday. So yeah. Um, how I do- mean, there's, Oh, sorry. Oh how does, God. like, consistency play play into that? And then, like, should it be, like, a daily practice that we do? Like, would you rather have, like, yes. small daily bits versus, like,
1: one mm-hmm. long day? Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Oh. I would say um, there's been a lot of research to show, actually, that it takes about eight weeks to feel, like, the full effects of mindfulness. And one thing I love about it is, like, the science behind it and how it actually changes our brains. So, it actually increases like the gray matter in our brain. And that's linked to like decision making, memory, self-control, stuff like that. And so when we have this consistent practice, it strengthens those things. And it also um, strengthens the amygdala, which is also in our brain. And that's in charge of like processing fear and our fight or flight response, which is huge. So that is super important because, you know, when we practice mindfulness it helps us react less and kind of control that response. So I definitely think it's important to practice every day.
0: Mm, I, I love that. Um, I think people don't realize that our bodies are so often in the fight or flight mode um, and that we've, we've got to turn it off so mindfulness will help us go you know shift into that rest and digest phase. so our brain can like chill for a second because um i love that you mentioned the the brain and the pathways because nerves that fire together wire together and it does take time to re um program those you know neural pathways um so i think people kind of want to sit down in one meditation session and they're like i want everything to be Right now, but
1: yeah, it takes time.
0: Yeah, it takes time. We gotta be in it for like the long haul um versus like the quick fix. Um wow, eight weeks. That's powerful. That's a good um, that's a good um kind of like mile marker. Um that's amazing. Um, so we kind of talked about how mindfulness supports mental health in, you know, in terms of like the fight or flight, because I know a lot of people anxiety is, you know, you're sitting in that fight or flight mode, just constantly in a state of worry. Um, Does it, in terms of mental health, are there other benefits, you know, maybe with depression and um, that kind of thing? What do you have? um,
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So there is a lot of actual like health benefits as well with mindfulness. Um, It lowers our heart rate, lowers our blood pressure, it lowers stress and anxiety and depression, you know, and it definitely increases our well-being and increases compassion for ourselves and others and just really helps us feel connected with ourselves So, i think that's one of my favorite aspects of it
0: yeah i think we forget how this one thing that we can be doing, or or these small few things um, have a positive effect on all aspects of our life, whether it's mental health, physical health, you know, even just like lowering your heart rate, um, just from like a simple breathing exercise, kind of like we were talking about, um, it can have amazing benefits um that are long-term too, not just like a quick fix right now, but really these things that are sustainable for. Um, life.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And going back to like helping with depression, um, one thing came to mind would be like a grad journal. Um, I know when I'm feeling kind of like depressed or down, just randomly, that helps me a lot, just trying to focus and shift my attention to things. Even if it's something small, like, oh, like it's a blue sky out today or. The weather is actually really nice today. It's not 120 degrees like normal, um, or just like I don't know, a cup of coffee or something. So, just kind of shifting our attention to something positive can help us feel a little better. Whoa,
0: I love that. I can't believe that I forgot journaling and, and gratitude. Um, I try and journal often, most like I try for almost every morning, um, and. Oops. during that time, I try and, you know, write 10 things that I'm grateful for. It it was cra- crazy to be, you know, to begin with. Um, it's so hard in the beginning. Like I couldn't name, it would take me forever to write 10 things down, but now I can just kind of like rally them off. Um, but it really does help shift your attention from like what you're feeling right now to even being like, like you said, grateful for like this warm cup of coffee, or my favorite one is like, I woke up to see another day, like just like the small things. I'm like, kind of get caught up in the day to day, like lost in the sauce. Um, so being able to like bring it back to right now is so important. I love, love, love that you mentioned journaling. Um, do you do you just kind of like free journal, or do you have like a journal prompts? Okay, you do.
1: No, I just kind of like freehand it. Whatever I'm feeling, um, you know, if I am feeling anxious, for example, or like worried, or just kind of down, or I don't know, whatever I'm feeling, I'll just kind of write it out. You know, I'm feeling this. This happened today. Um, I know I like to journal a lot when I take baths. I don't know.
0: Mm, I love that. I kind of,
1: Therapeutic for me, that's one of my biggest self-care routines, just taking a bath and kind of journaling what I'm feeling, Uh, maybe some goals I have, or obviously, like, three things I'm grateful for, so all that together just really helps.
0: Mm, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Now that you bring up self care, let's kind of dive into that. What does your self
1: care look <laughs> like? Whoa, okay, Huge. let's I like. I love self care. <laughs>
0: whoa, let's do it. Let's talk about this. Yeah. What are some of your favorite things um, to practice self care? I think a lot of people think it has to be like expensive. Mm-hmm. When yeah, it can no, just be really that. like a small little thing for yourself yeah. that you love.
1: Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, like I said, one of my favorite things is just taking a bath. That's really calming for me. I'll have like my crystals next to me. I'll have like some candles, my journal. Maybe I'll read a book and do like a little meditation in there, have some lavender oil, some lavender bath salts. So it's just really relaxing. Yeah. I love that.
0: I think people take a bath, but then they take their freaking phone mm-hmm. in
1: with the. I'm like, yeah, I gotta leave your phone. <laughs> Bitch the phone,
0: people. This is causing yeah. a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally, totally. Yeah, that's a tough one for me. It's yeah. I try to leave it like up on the counter. Like if I get a text or something, I'll just be like, nope, don't look at it. Wait till I'm out, you know. Yeah. So. That is a challenge for me too, definitely. Yeah, I think
0: I think it can be a challenge for anyone and kind of being present because mm-hmm. I've realized yeah. like how often I go on like Instagram to just mindlessly yeah. scroll. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I'm just like, it could be hours that you spend just like mindlessly scrolling mm-hmm. through Instagram doing just random crap. And then you're like, oh, yeah. I am now, I get sucked in this comparison, you yes. know, Crap of I totally get that of like everyone and like what they're doing and Mm -hmm. where their business is at and the blah blah blah, and it's just like yeah I totally feel that yeah so I think being able to like disconnect from social media has been huge for Mm -hmm. my mental health and self care I really try in the morning to, Mm -hmm. um, create before I consume. That's kind of my little like mantra. So yeah, I like that. Either create, whether that's journal, write, um, you know, kind of do all my like nitty gritty things in the morning to get myself ready before I ever touch my phone. Um, because, because then like my phone is like how people have access to me. So I want to like, until I'm ready, like people don't really need to like hear from me or, you know, whatever. So I think it's been a game changer because I used to wake up and like, look at, open up my email and I'm like, oh my God, I have like 50 emails to answer. Like I have to do it right now. And it's like, now it's on my terms. So I think it's, um, good. It, I think it comes is. with boundaries though, right? Like
1: yes, practice. Totally. Yeah. Is. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with like um, the comparison thing. Mm. I've been finding that a lot lately, just on Instagram you know comparing my business and where I'm at to other people and that definitely gets me down so I feel like I kind of have to notice it like okay having these thoughts, feeling like down because of this but here's where I'm at my business this like kind of remind yourself how much you've done and accomplished Mm. and you know just saying those affirmations like kind of get yourself back up there 100
0: percent and helpful 100%. And I think you have to also realize it's hard obviously as a new business owner because you're like I have to do all the things but you also have to realize like good business takes time. Like overnight successes don't happen and if they do like it was it was a fluke it was a one off or they had a whole team behind them. So when you're doing things by yourself, it like we have to give ourselves grace kind of like we started to like give compassion to ourselves when we first started like a mindfulness journey it just looks different now because it's in business um so that has been something that I've been working on too because it's hard to we start comparing apples to oranges and there is no comparison mm-hmm. because everyone's totally. one, on yeah. race
1: yeah it's like totally different businesses too
0: Hmm, exactly, exactly. Um, I love that. Um, so let's chat about your business. You recently started your biz. Um, can you kind of share all about it, what it
1: is, just all the details? Yes. So it's called Mindfully Ash, and I actually had this idea um last year, a couple times throughout the year, kind of thought about it, had the idea. Kind of wrote out like some things I want to do with it, but never like thought I could pursue it. Never really took that leap until I quit my job and the idea just kept coming to me. So like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to my heart and I'm going to go for it. And so, yeah, it started out as a blog and a website. And I recently launched my store at the end of last month. So I have some stickers that I designed, and they're just like little positives, like notes and affirmations put on like your laptop or something. So that kind of started me out. But I think my real end goal, um, which is what I'm working on, is an eight-week mindfulness program. So I want to give this information to other people and kind of have it be like an eight-week course where you can learn all about mindfulness. I'll talk about like the science behind it many different like meditations ways you can practice kind of get into detail and all those so i'm really excited about that oh
0: my gosh that's amazing i'm so proud of you one for taking (laughs) a leap of faith it's a lot of people won't ever do that um and so, doing that is like the hardest part because you're putting yourself out there and your ideas out there. Yeah. Um, so it, <laughs> it definitely catchy. takes some, yeah, and, and it <laughs> takes some thick skin because people will always mm-hmm. want to criticize and like and yeah. tell you. It's funny, people always want to tell you how to run your own business. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, relax. I it. Yeah, and <laughs> so and so it out. yeah, exactly, and like to be honest, like those people are already below you. So it's like, don't, don't sweat the small stuff and just keep doing what your heart tells you. I love that, you know, it's coming from your heart. So you, it's one of those things you always just kind of have to follow. And I think it's hard as a new business owner, there's no like clear path.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but you're obviously bringing value to people like mindfulness, which is a huge, I think this is like the next booming thing in our world because our world is just so consumed with like either superficial stuff or we want things that are out of reach and we're just so caught up in, you know, technology or whatever, we don't have the ability to be present um, so I think being able to bring such an amazing resource to people and teach them how to do it um, is huge. So I love that you're doing this because it's not easy um, to practice to start like a meditation practice or start like journaling and, and have them be consistent um, So it takes practice and having like a step-by-step guide would be amazing because people do need you know structure to get there because it's like, um, you know, finding a coach, for example, a coach or a program will help you get there quicker versus if you're just trying to navigate the waters on your own, because it's coming from an expert and you can just, you know, you've probably consumed so much information on mindfulness. This is like the shortened, yeah. version so people can <laughs> yeah. get to where they want to be faster.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, um challenging like there's so much information it's challenging for me to like condense it
0: Mm, Um, but I'm
1: actually also working on a seven-day mindfulness challenge so it's like a lot smaller just for people who want to kind of test the waters and basically be like one mindful thing each day like kind of simple task yeah so hopefully I'll have that um up by the end of this month so that's also what i'm working on too i love that okay i love that
0: um definitely let me know when you're doing that and i'll jump in on it okay Um, Okay. where can we find you on instagram
1: so it's just mindfully ash on instagram and i also made a facebook page as well
0: oh cool is it mindfully ash too Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes so people can get connected with you. Um, And do you have a website as well? Yes. So it's just mindfullyash.com. Oh, amazing, so consistent across Pretty the simple. board. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thankfully I could get I those it. names.
1: Yeah, for for real. it's
0: it's hard. <laughs> I
1: know. You're Sometimes you have to like,
0: name. yeah, get tricky and you know, and mm-hmm. put some dashes in places that you don't want them to be. <laughs> um, uh,
1: thankfully, the, it all worked out, so they're all the same. Yay.
0: Uh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting for having me. Of course, this will be super beneficial. And then I know so many people gain, you know, lots of clarity around mindfulness Mm -hmm. and have some actionable tips and tricks. And then we'll Mm -hmm. be sure to get you connected in the show notes so people can jump in
1: on that challenge. I'm really excited for it. Yay. I'm so excited too. Thank you so much for having me. That was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for listening to the Allie McGee podcast. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at AllieMcGee.com and follow me on Instagram at AllieMcGee underscore.